Oh, I don't know what. what? <laughs> you know that. You know that famous. Like you know, you know me, the big Elden Ring guy. <laughs> <laughs> that big hat from Elden Ring. You don't remember that? Oh, like the big. No, 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 the no, no, no. Hat. The fucking Ronnie hat. Yeah, the <laughs> big. Oh my god. Oh, you, you know, know that. that. You know that. <laughs> yeah, that. That. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to episode 98 of Press Any Key. I'm your host, Penn Apparano. With me as always, my co-host, Nick McFly. He's here. He's back, everyone. Back. He tried to make it in Vegas, but turns out uh, if you can't make it there, you really can't make it anywhere. That's what they say. And um, uh, everyone give it up for Michael Lawrence Burke. He's here. Everyone, wow, the, it is one's so and two's weird baby. without the intro. Yeah, without the intro. I think <laughs> I take <laughs> the double the intro. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, <clears throat> what's it called? This is like those music videos we used to watch where they took all the audio out and mm-hmm. then they replaced it with like sneakers and stuff. And just just a s- swishing. Or Shia LaBeouf <laughs> roaring at, um, who's the, who's the other one in the music video? It's him and somebody else who's actually like pretty famous now. You're talking you about. know what I'm talking about. It's that Sia music video that Shia LaBeouf's in. Oh, in the cage. Yeah, in yeah, the yeah, cage. Yeah, okay. Um, <clears throat> uh, social media. You can find us on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram at pressanykey.tv. And, um, we should start plugging our discord too. So we're going to post that down below as well. Um, but yeah. So how was Vegas, Nick? Tell me. How much did you lose? Only 200 bucks. I came out like that. I'm, is I consider nothing. that a win. I consider I, okay, that a actually, win. Actually, hold on. You don't have to tell me how much, but did you spend higher or lower than $1,500 while you are out there? No, absolutely not. That is, that is not how you no. answer this question. Higher or lower? No, did I, I did not reach $1,500. So lower. Really? No. Get the fuck. Where'd you guys stay? Uh, we stayed one night at the Aria and then the rest of the trip was an Airbnb. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's probably where we saved most of our money was the Airbnb. Yeah. We had a grill much, in the back. You're taking your life with your own hands yeah. with that Airbnb. It was, it was sweet as fuck. Uh, we had like a, a full like basketball court in the back, mm-hmm. uh, a sunken fire pit of Blackstone uh, grill. Yeah. It was fucking awesome. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, how much time did you guys spend at the Airbnb? A, a good amount. I mean... Me, I'm not like really a gambler, or anything, so I didn't need to feel the need to be at a casino the whole time. I mean, neither am I. But that was the thing is that like I felt like when I went to Vegas, I need to have just a place to sleep, like just a literally a place to recharge the battery and then get back out there. We we also had a, like a pool table. <laughs> like, in, come on, Burke, you you can't tell me that that's not. You're like, I need a couch in the back of a casino. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, like, dude. Like a, a pair of sunglasses. Like, Cat's gonna get a job like, as a janitor at the casino just for the four days that he's in. That's what I'm saying. A pair city. of sunglasses and a urinal, and I'm good, baby. Urinal. You know oh, what I mean? God. I mean, I gotta get up and piss. Bro, I need a couch, sunglasses, and a urinal. So, like this room. Honestly, I, yeah. I mean, <laughs> the toilet I mean, not being too far away. Like, I mean, I got a window right there. Yeah, so, you, know, you got two windows and a funnel. So you know, because who we wants to get, work? Let's get that set up anyway. <laughs> yeah, next weekend we'll we'll have a tech day. We, we had a uh, we had a pool table, like not in the kitchen, but there was like a room right off the kitchen. Mm-hmm. So we played like a dozen ga- uh, games of pool every day. Like we were just hanging out. This is so wild. I don't know why you guys went to a desert to hang out. Oh, we, do, I mean, we went to we went to Fremont Street for a couple nights. Uh-huh. We went to uh, so basketball. you guys didn't go out every night. No, no. this is so crazy. To we me. went to a basketball game one night. So that was cool. What basketball game? 
I don't I don't know. It was a college. UNVC, is that something? This University is so of, weird. I have no idea. Who made the... UNLV. Who you was spearheading the uh, activities? Bobby Grimes. Oh, my God. Bobby. Bobby I had a great Bobby, time. Bobby, hit me up, bro. Bobby, <laughs> I had a great time. I'm I sure really they did, myself. but I'll show you boys a better time. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I, do you guys even know about the... Is Pat coming on to us right now? Do you guys you even know about time. the... Uh, the five below bar I went to. Did I tell you guys about that? No. I went yeah, to a bar <laughs> that was in, that was completely made of ice. I like it like five below, like the fucking yeah, like, yeah. But that's store. literally what it's called, five below. And and when you're out there, you're like, oh, it's just like. And they're like, what's that? Because they don't know what that is. They don't have it. But either way, they have this <laughs> bar called. Pending. They had this bar called uh, five below, which when you go there, you have to pay an exorbitant exorbitant entry fee, but they give you. Liz got the premium bundle, so she got the fur coat, and I just got oh. the um, the expedition she, Liz coat. Liz looked like Mr. Freeze from uh, Batman <laughs> yeah. and Robin. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking. Uh, and Liz uh, just going up to people, ice to meet you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they had everything in the room is made out of ice, including the glasses you drink out of, right? Which the drinks were really good. However, they coated all of the benches <laughs> with fur and pelts, from elk that Rogan himself shot. Okay, like yeah, that's okay. exactly <laughs> how fucking like fine this this oh le- uh, this fur was, and it was all over the place. It was like wasn't even neatly put on. Like Just half my thrown. ass cheek was on the ice of the fucking bench because you know. That they just ran out of elk skin to put there, so Joe Rogan's still out there hunting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, you, you got to meet your quota, Rogan. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then uh, the funny part is, is, like, I I went out in Vegas, so I was wearing shorts, so I'm sitting there like freezing my ass off, and I just chug my drink, and I'm like, let's just come on, let's go. I don't care how much money I paid, let's just go to the next place. Wow, sounds and like Liz, a great time. And Liz is like, hold on, I want to enjoy my drink. I'm like, yeah, but I'm no. freezing my ass off. I, you, could, you could kill that right now and we could go to the friggin' speakeasy next door and not freeze our asses off and also get fancy beverages. And it's exactly what we did. The only time I've been to one of those places was on a cruise to the Bahamas and it was the same exact thing. I was in shorts and like a t-shirt and they're like, here's a big ass parka. Yep, yeah. So, yep. I, I, wait, there was an ice palace in the, the Bahamas. In on in the, the cruise, cruise ship. ship. On the cruise ship. On the cruise ship to the Bahamas. It was. Okay. I don't even. It was, I think it was Norwegian or something like that. But the, yes, the drinks the were folly good. of man. And you Honestly, mean to tell me you went to Vegas and you didn't see Carrot Top? I didn't see Carrot Top, <laughs> but I did go to the Omega Mart. Do you know Omega Mart? Is that that huge? It's a uh, the. It's a. It's basically an art. Installation. Not what I was gonna say. Yeah, Glad no, I didn't okay, say never it. mind. The, the, I did not go here. The front of it. I don't know what you thought it was, but the, you worry. go into the front of it and it's like a grocery store, but everything's off and weird, um, and it's all fake products, like a North Korean grocery store, kind of like that. Yeah, yeah, but everything's like. Uh, I, I wish I could give you, you could pull it up, but um, it's all like weird, odd products and you can actually buy stuff from the grocery store. But if you poke around enough, you'll find secret passages. Like Was there's this one a meow free- wolf. Yes. Yes. It's okay. meow wolf. Yeah. You, you can like open a freezer door and it leads you to the back in this, like the corporate offices of the parent company. Yeah. And there's a uh, lab testing labs and it's all, all the rooms are like oh, art wow. installations. This looks crazy. Yeah, the, be- the one room I can give you an example was there was a room. It was completely pitch black except for red laser beams crisscrossing the room. And a, and a you play it. You could play it. Yeah. So there's all stuff like that. And they weave it into a storyline of 
you know, the corporate entity behind the Omega Mart uh, doing all this testing, but it's just like this incredible interactive art experience. Mm. Yeah, I had went, we had went, I had went to one of those, I can't remember where, and then when I just went to Denver, right. they had a whole Meow Wolf thing, and I was like, I have to go back because these things are so cool. Totally worth it. Because they have like such a weird, trippy, underlying story for it mm-hmm. that you basically just like go through and find little notes and listen to little things and you kind of yeah. like piece together the whole thing for yourself. There's like phones with like, like extensions written down and you call the extension and, and listen to an audio recording. Um, it, it was really jam packed with people. We went after eight when it becomes like adult hours and they open up the bars. Yeah. Um, but like if you spend a lot of time in there, you can piece together this storyline that they have going and uh, it's really interesting. I'll show you all some pictures. I took a bunch when I was in there. Pictures. Pictures. Yeah, I did edibles, and then I went to the Avengers station. You would have liked Omega Mart on edibles. I wish we did edibles. That would have been overwhelming. Overwhelming for sure. No, Pat. Pat, (laughs) It's overwhelming already. It is a visually overwhelming kind of thing, like, in itself, because it's so trippy and, like, just off enough that you're like... Mm -hmm. This is like, you know those images where it's like, I definitely am having a stroke? you, (laughs) You went to a museum with me. What was what was I most concerned about when we went to the, museum? the finding the exits? No, no, what no. museum? Did we, we went go to the Harry Potter exhibit together <laughs> at the Philadelphia is that Museum. A, that's a, oh, okay. I what about that. what was I most concerned about? Well, the train floor was closed. The train floor was. Cl- <laughs> I didn't even know they had one, and we're going back for that. And number two, what was what did heart, I keep right? finding and keep calling out to everybody? I don't remember this one. All the bracelets. Hey, I found somebody's bracelet. <laughs> I do you think I should return it? Finding those things, like you had to get this bracelet to like buzz into the fucking exhibit, mm-hmm. and I guess people were just dropping them once they get in there, and they were all over the floor. And every like ten or so minutes, I'd find another one, and I would be like, it got to the point where I'd be like, look, you guys, I don't want to say anything, and Mike was finally like, just put it down, just put it down. So if you Mike see had it, to be a parent, say that nothing. Like, I was like, they don't care about him. It's literally like the 3D goggles. And, and then, the then after scene, we like, after we had that conversation, we go to the underneath the stairs bit. And when I lay back and like stick my hands up to spread out, I literally feel one up. go in between my fingers. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? I just picture like what like an old man with a push broom sweeping him up every night. Honestly, <laughs> Pat was gonna ruin that guy's livelihood. Mm-hmm. They laid him off after yeah. that. Yeah. And then, uh, but I want to go back for that train room. I know. The big heart and the train room. Yeah. Big heart. Oh, the big heart. That's yeah. right. Yeah, because I need that fucking trauma in my life. Jeez. Anyway, all right. Speaking of trauma, um, Avatar The Last Airbender, Netflix. They're doing a live action adaptation. Not only that, they got a whole slate of shit That's coming That's right, out. and I did. I got the graphic, by the way. So, we'll go ahead and pull that up. Um. So... <sighs> I wrote this down here to start out, but um, you guys obviously are gonna know what the context of all this is because I, wa- I listen. I watched the, f- I watched the show as a kid, but I never really got into it. I dead ass forgot we were talking about this Avatar. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, is he dropping something brand new? <laughs> I was like, did they make an Avatar? Six more movies. <laughs> yeah, but I was like, oh great, no, like the good Avatar, but. <laughs> I uh, I watched it here and there as a kid, and it wasn't till COVID that I rewatched the entire series and really mm-hmm. fell in love with Avatar and the Book of Korra. I watched through COVID as well. Mm-hmm. Mike, what's your uh, history? Yeah, I had watched it. I think in college, like mm-hmm. the original Last Airbender, and I watched it. Obviously, I think it was done at that point. Yeah. Um, and I just binged the whole thing because I was like, "This is incredible." And then I was so stoked when uh, 
Korra came out mm-hmm. and basically did the exact same thing. Like that was when I waited. I was like, I'm not going to watch it. I'm not going to watch oh, it. Yeah? And then because I, I just want to watch it all the way through. Um, and it's so good. Dude. So like, good. I just like everything about peak, it is peak. I mean, obviously, uh, the era of uh, Nickelodeon that we grew up with is like golden age Nickelodeon. But I mean, I think Avatar is like the, a cut above. Like this is adult. It's like adult entertainment and you know, it's good for kids and adults. Nick at night. I knew I knew people who were way younger than the normal sitcom audience mm-hmm. that were introduced to sitcoms super early because, because was it nine o'clock? Nine o'clock? I think yeah. so. Yeah, it so turned when the over. Cosby Nick, show turned on. It was Cosby, which you know maybe fun <laughs> in retrospect that was oh, such no. a great idea. Um, uh, George Lopez for sure. I, I always saw them jumping on when, trampolines yeah. at nine thirty. At, at three, at three in the morning, you just I, woken up by. And then uh, who is the other one? Um, uh, the Brady Bunch for sure. I watched through there. So my point is just that it had legendary co- like content on that channel. So of course it it had a good mix, especially in that era. We're so lucky, young children. And people who are into that '90s show, um, oh god! <laughs> so let's th- let's take a look at some of these. So first, they're starting out. Like, this is pretty far out, like you know what I mean, like with zero mm-hmm. precedent. So like, let's hope this doesn't just fall apart halfway through. Yeah, because as I remember, this first one was supposed to come out a couple years ago, but the the writing team left because it didn't mesh with what Netflix wanted to do. Yeah, I think it was something right. along that. Yeah, there was like they were talking about it and. I mean, we don't talk about the actual live action one that came out. That like that's uh not canon. That's no, no, no. That was just like that was they didn't have rights to any of the actual things, so they were like, "I'm Ong." Uh, Is that why they like, kept calling him Dang the whole movie? Dang, <laughs> honestly, that, dang, well, that bro. wasn't a rights thing. That was that, that was trying to be more like culturally uh, accurate to what the pronunciations would be. Yeah, I'm. I'm just. But I thought there was a rights issue. They I don't think so. Now, no. Hmm. I just think M. Night Shyamalan was the Amazon wrong guy for the job. Amazon spent a billion dollars on the compendium of the la- of Avatar The Last Airbender and then built a whole season of a show that isn't good. Amazon? This joke didn't land with right me. Right over my head. Right over my Lord head. Lord of the Rings. That's what I thought you were talking about. <laughs> yes. I forgot <laughs> that show came out. Yeah, most yeah. people have. Oof. All right. Anyway, let's, uh, let's get this going here. So they're starting off with book one, Water. I don't know what that means. Explain to me a book one. Explain to an so, idiot. Did you watch the show? No. Okay. Go ahead, Nick. Each <laughs> each season, there's three seasons of the original series, and it's Aang, who is the uh, the Avatar, who mm-hmm. was a uh, Airbender. Airbender. So I was gonna say when I was, yes. wind, I was like, hey, yeah, boy. I know he's an Airbender. It, I know but, he's got so two friends. Each season focused on him learning the other three. Right. Um, and like, when the Fire Nation attacked is the last one, right? No, well, Fire Nation attacked. Before the right, series. Right, right. That's the sociopolitical right, that's, climate about it. Right, right. The Fire so, Nation is no good, but I thought the whole thing is he's the last one. Every season he learns a new element, and mm-hmm. then the last season he takes on the Fire oh, Nation. Yes. He's, yeah. 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 Good enough. Because okay. yeah, there's, uh, they're, they're going to, they've been in control as a political force, but leading up to the end of the, of the final season is there's going to be this event that enables them to literally dominate and wipe everybody out. Yeah. So those are cool. I think. I don't really think we need a new retelling of the three books of the Avatar Last Airbender, but what I am fucking stoked about is October 10th, 2025, yep. Adult Team Avatar, which picks up with the same cast 
same animation style looks like uh, and just follows their adventures as adults. Man, what a so like they're teasing you summer 2023. So this summer you're getting book one water. Then summer 2025, two years after that, then you're getting book two, which is Earth. And then shit then picks the up. Then in the fall in 2025 is Adult Team Avatar, which is definitely not the name of that show. Um, yeah, they definitely haven't come up with something yet. <laughs> winter 2025, new Earth Avatar. So that is new lore. This is yeah. this is it after Korra. Korra was a water avatar first. Now mm-hmm. Aang, Aang was an air avatar first. Now we have... An Earth Avatar first. So this will be like, it. They're going sequentially, you know. After Ang, then there's Korra, then there's whoever this new one is. I kind of just wish they would just go out, switch timeline, you know, throughout the timeline, go back two hundred years, and then jump into the future. And yeah, I thought I think it worked with Korra. Like that was right. kind of cool because you got to see the progression of society, and you right. got to see like the how, aftermath of Aang's. the aftermath of everything that happened. You get to see how they're like industrializing and kind of changing things so it's kind of like a modernized i don't want to say like um it's not like post-apocalyptic or cyberpunky but like almost in a way it it mirrors the uh the jump from pre-industrial age to industrial age in the real world japan too specifically yeah so it is interesting what they kind of do is they they take Pre, like early industrial age technology, but infuse it with benders. So there's like some of them who work in like facility, like fire benders, like creating power for yeah, and cities like and, shit. and shit. Yeah, like that, blowing yeah. glass, blowing glass. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, blowing out backs, uh, blowing so, backs and blowing. Okay, glass. all right. Anyway, so this will now take so, place. Assuming this follows the timeline, it could potentially be closer to like modern day eighties. Yeah, you know, I, like it's also known there. as the late Cretaceous period. The crate Cretaceous. Crate Cretaceous. All right, so then new Earth Avatar, then Zuko. Okay, I assume that Zuko, he's getting his own animated movie in 2026. That's going to be awesome. He's the Fire Nation guy that the, the fan base likes. Yes, yeah. that's why he's... an adult team Avatar, he's become what he's he like. He transitioned to a good guy. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, okay. He was, he was like the equivalent protagonist of Aang, or the antagonist of Aang. Like the same age, kind of like he was a Fire Nation. Dude. One of the like best uh, villain stories I think I've ever seen because he, you know, you really see him go through the cycle of realizing where he went wrong and and kind of rehabilitating. Right, right, almost like comparable his... to Doctor Doom and Fant Forstick. Exactly, the perfect villain. Perfect. perfect That's villain. right. Um, I heard a lot of speculation that this would be about uh, was something about him like finding his mother. Yeah, there's a lot of like weird fan. I mean, you know, or the whole. His... Yeah, the whole family stuff yeah. that's basically gone on with his sisters and everybody, and like they're because they're like royalty. Yeah, um, in the Fire Nation, so there's a lot of like complex things about where you need to sit, where you should be, what's your destiny, what is yeah. not your destiny, what does your family want you to do. So I think it's going to really explore a lot more of that, and yeah. it'll be kind of like bridging the gap, almost in a Star Wars way of like what happened before it and runs. what happens now. Everything runs, Everything but for runs. me is that'll be interesting because. If you look at everything else up to this point, it's like they re- redoing the original series. Then Adult Team Avatar, it's like the same cast of characters. The new a- or, uh, Earth Avatar is going to be like, okay, him, this this new Avatar doing the journey of learning all the elements again. Zuko seems like it'll be the first time where it's exploring a different aspect of the world through a character we already know, but it's like not thinking about the Avatar anymore. It's like just within the world of it. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so then we have this spin-off animated series. This is the part of this graphic that I get into the um okay, so we're at hopes and dreams now. Yeah. We are at <laughs> we are at we are actively developing an idea for this, but nothing is essentially greenlit. And then the other two have definitely not been talked about yet. No. Not I, like they have a rough idea of where they want to go, but there's no there's no possible way. My question is, why is there no video game? That's Honestly, a good question. That's a great question. You know, what there, I wonder, you know, there might be on it. They could be trying to use this as like a as a jumping off point to hopefully do some video games. Because yeah. And then they can put it on the Google Play Store and then you can open it on your phone on, on Netflix. Yeah. You and know then, what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You and can, then you, you not can, even be on the platform no. anymore. <laughs> they can put it on Stadia. Oh, they literally. <laughs> no, they can't. They literally put a button. <laughs> That takes you off their platform. <laughs> <The> fucking stupid. <laughs> uh, what I'm wondering is, they went through the trouble of coming up with a, a graphic for the the first book one, Avatar Last Airbender, uh-huh. live action. <laughs> and oh, then for, for Earth and Fire, they just tinted oh, it. They, really? didn't yeah. even, they, they didn't even change the colors. They just put a green also, and red filter. Also, this is definitely just a screen grab from an episode or maybe an animated he film. Looks, he looks too old. It might be like fan art. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. What's, um, what's interesting though is I think that they're gonna wait and see for the spinoff, like that, like TBD and everything. I think they're gonna be like, okay, did that adult team Avatar do well? Did Zuko do well? Yeah. What do we want to so do? Before, before, like, yeah. One of actually, those. actually, before we wrap this up, that is the question I have to ask you guys: Is that does none of this and like just feel a little bit like? 2012 or 2013 DC <laughs> films getting ahead like, of themselves like getting ahead of themselves. Cause listen, I'm just, I'm not saying that like, cause I think the fear street trilogy is a good representation of Netflix making great films. I think all quiet on the Western front is another great example of that. However, when it comes specifically to genre films, it seems in, especially in this area, it seems like they struggle to tell a compelling story. Uh, that isn't a television show. You know what I mean? So that's what I'm saying here is that like outside the animated series, like you take you look at something like one of their biggest projects. Um, Adam Project was the one that we watched. And um, what's that other one? Red. Chris Hemsworth. Oh, um, Red Notice. Yeah. Red Notice. The Chris Hemsworth one. Um, I don't even know. Oh, I don't know. Oh, oh. Extraction. Extraction. I think. Yeah. I don't see any of that. So shit. like all those movies, like that's, that's exactly some, the point. <laughs> they they go in between absolute ass to just like middlingly okay. Yeah. So like that's what I'm saying here is that like if they're full on doing three films like that, what are your expectations knowing what you know? My question is, so I know the the live action stuff, they had like uh, creative differences with the original creators. I'm wondering if the the adult av- team avatar and the Zuko uh, series movie are those going to be the original creative teams because it looks mm. like it's the same art style. So I have faith in that the, the live action I'm a little worried about being that they're, they're with the creative differences, but mm. uh, yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see. This is one of the ones where I was like, Oh, I didn't ask for this, but I don't mind that it's happening. Yeah. So it's not like I, you, you know, but you know, it's like, it's just, it's, it's like, it's cool. I didn't, it's, ask, for this. I didn't ask for this. It's cool to have. Don't I love that card. Does it come in blue? <laughs> okay. But yeah, yeah. I, I get what you're saying that it's yeah. like, it's nice. It's one of those things that it's like, um, it's the thought that counts is basically it is what you're, it's it is what, the thought that is counts. Where, is where you should be at right now. Expectation wise. It's the thought that counts and we should, all of you should be excited. It's a, that gift you get on Christmas. You're like, Oh Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like an avocado. The, yeah, your dad tries, you know, like <laughs> he, 
He really did try. You know? It's going to be good for the Earthbender one. It's going to be good for the Zuko one. So there's yeah. there's gold in possible a, sh- a shit sandwich. But, you know, we'll see. Sure. All right. So there's, there's nuggets in them turds. <laughs> there's nuggets in them turds. <laughs> That's not just corn and that shit. <laughs> That's nuggets. That's nuggets. All right. So, uh, speaking of nuggets, um, oh, damn it, Wizards of the Coast D and D. Look, Pat's frustrated. I don't play D and D. I keep asking people around me too, and all I keep saying, all they keep saying is, "Yeah, it can be a lot of fun if you have a good dungeon master." When have okay. you asked? Because Nick and Bro, I both have no, played D and D. No, I have never once. Said yes, to I've us. also said it to Danny as well. I've said it to you guys multiple times. I was like, no, I would be willing to try once. it if someone wanted to play. Set up a night. You got to be that, the dungeon master. Who's going to be the DM? Who's going to be doing that? Mike? Maybe. I feel like you you could do it. I I, I think it'd be fun. I got to get the book. It's a role you were born to play. <laughs> Mike is a very ordered, organized person. That is with, true. With just a little bit of, like, spite. Speaking <laughs> of... Actually, yes. Speaking of ordered um, uh, seven days... Do you guys know that game has more active players than Skyrim? Well, Skyrim is old. So, so it's seven, seven days. days. We're on Alpha They are, literally came out a year apart. That's a fair point. <laughs> everybody played when, when, when Skyrim came out, everybody played it. When Seven Days came out, some people played it for 10 years. <laughs> yeah, us. yeah, that's yeah. a good way to put it. That would that's be awesome. It has more active players. Because today I decided to look at the Steam charts. I was like, let me just see what's going on. <laughs> yep. What's popular? And sure like the seen. normal guys were up at the top, and there was nothing that like was new or catching me off guard. So I just decided to like look up games that I play. And like bully has oh, like bully scholarship edition has over twelve hundred daily active users. How? That I mean they're keeping that server on for twelve hundred people. Jesus. But that was also back in the day where you didn't have to be connected to the internet mm-hmm. to play a video game. So right. I miss right. those days. Anyway, so uh there's controversy going on right now in the D and D community or the tabletop RPG community in general. And that is because Wizards of the Coast, who uh puts out or who owns, I guess, the IP um, for D&D, um, they are... Um, we are sorry. I guess I guess you could just say they're uh, they're overextending. You know what I'm saying? Or Overreaching. Overreaching, I guess, is the best way to put it. <clears throat> so anyway, the controversy here is over, over something called the Open Game License, which this is a guarantee that all creators of third-party content... Um, are able to make unofficial content and profit from it without having to throw in like some points up to the boss. This way, Wizards of the Coast can't really like um get in on your revenue stream if people find your unofficial merch popular. You right. know, and obviously that's good to have because that nurtures a community, a respectful community. Um, <laughs> well, maybe not according to some of the things I've seen on Twitter. <laughs> But anyway, so Wizards of the uh, Coast apparently said that they were going to, or a document was leaked rather, that had what was called a new OGL, a new open game license titled Open Game License 1.1. And this would restrict and remove protections offered in the original OGL, such as, and here were some of the big highlighted ones, was content creators making more than 750k a year would have to pay 25% of all revenue made with D&D to Wizards of the Coast. That's, That's crazy. Wild. That is fucking Absolutely crazy. Well, wild. Th- 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 that is exactly like Nintendo would be like if you had a video that had Nintendo game footage in it, you have to register your channel with us and be a part of our partner program. 
And then when people started doing it, find out Nintendo was taking like 12% of your whole channel revenue. And it was like, well, fuck, no, I just won't cover Nintendo. And right. then I think they did. They kept up with that for like, what, a year or two, maybe three. And then as soon as they found out no one was creating content around Nintendo games anymore, they lifted that. Like, oh, so, fuck that. Yeah. Well, it's wild to just think that like, even if, you know, you have a partnership or something like that. I mean, 750K is a lot, but don't like, you know, Big streamers make a shit ton of money. Yeah. So, so that's twenty five percent after. That's a big ass wealth tax. So then the new OGL used language that would enable Wizards of the Coast to profit from user generated content without paying the original creator. So Nick, let's say you create a popular monster, right, and you put it in your home. I did. Yeah. <laughs> and you put it in your 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 mom and pop like fucking nerd trading card store, right? That gets popular. Wizards of the Coast can just start manufacturing that on their own now. This feels like uh, not not an exactly one to one, but remember when like the Titans? Yeah, fucking, I it? do. Monsanto. <laughs> it's like if your seeds blows off. If this one farmer's seeds yeah. that they bought from us blows onto your field, you owe us money for that corn you grew. Yeah, exactly. What? Like, hey, reference. Uh, <laughs> See what I get for listening to political podcasts. Boy, <laughs> boy, man, good thing everyone who listens to this and hosts this is up on their fucking agriculture. Yeah. All right. Sub anyway, laws. you know trains. I know agriculture. <laughs> no, Nick, I know model trains. Okay. He knows model agriculture. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I was in model agriculture in high school. So many third-party outlets announced. Uh, new rule sets and open rule sets to avoid combating Wizards of the Coast on any on any revenue concerns. Now, uh, I be, I did not list the um <clears throat> what's it called? I did not list the actual. Here we go. So, Co Cobold Press, mm -hmm. one of the most popular third party producers of five E modules, announced modules. that oh, is it modules? Yeah. Sorry about that. Announced that it would create its own open and subscription-free fantasy rule set in order to avoid future entanglement with Wizards' unpopular decisions. Notable 5e content creator Matt Colville uh, said that he would make his own system as well. Finally, a number of large RPG companies led by Pezo I think so. announced the open RPG creative license or orc. Orc. Yeah. Well, Such a good perfect. damn name That's for a great how acronym. <laughs> Which is intended at a as a permanent and irrevocable replacement for the old for the old OGL. Oh my god, have I been saying OLG this entire time? L O L O G L. Oh. No, you've been right. Okay. So, um let me just make sure I'm following my notes They're correctly. They're just playing like fucking, you know, pong so, with all of this stuff. Right. It's back and back and then the original people and then the new people and so, um, the backlash, give me, give me backlash, one second. backlash, I'd like to backlash. call in an expert oh, on shit. this. So I'm going to go ahead and bring, bring, I'm go ahead and unmute bring, that channel. Bring. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who do we got? Let's see. Let's see if he answers. Hello. Hey, buddy. What's up? Hey, man. Hey, do I sound like shit right now? No, you sound like you're just on a phone. Well, you sound like you're on speaker. Oh, cool, 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 cool. Why? Yeah, where I are you? That. He's going through a tunnel. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm sitting in front of my computer desk, but I have my headphones in. I was like, that can't possibly sound worse. Oh, I forgot to ask the cursing policy on this show. Yeah, we curse, are curse as much as possible. Bro, do you know who? It is not. Do you know who fucking hosts this show? <laughs> I'm to be okay, all right, all right, all right. Anyway, everyone, welcome to the show, hey. Mark Piltz. So he uh, he plays D and D pretty regularly. As a matter of fact, how long have you been having your latest D and D run go on for? 
is in 2019. No shit. Okay. That's a long fucking game. And how often are you guys playing? We play generally every Wednesday and well, Wednesday's new, but Saturday is typically the day when we play our other game, the long running one. You play weekly. Oh yeah. Oh god damn, good for you. That's commitment. Hell yeah, dude. Any, uh, oh, so any, any chance to... we started playing this game in 2018? That's my oh, apologies. 2018. It's a five year game. Uh, Mark, are you by yeah, chance uh, a DM? Oh no. <laughs> Would you ever? Are you kidding me? Oh God, no! Never in All my right, wildest well, dreams. Can't Mark, hurt for Mark, are, are you a bard? <laughs> definitely. You know what, definitely. You know. You know what's so funny is I went the longest time not trying to play a fucking bard. I didn't want to. And then I was like, I, I guess I'm fucking playing a bard in this game. And I, <laughs> I can't escape right. it, goddammit. So, Mark, I know that you're up to date on this controversy surrounding the OGL, but were you, oh, yeah. are you aware of what Wizards' response to the situation, for Wizards, Wizards of the Coast's response uh, to the situation was? Yeah, I've seen a lot of responses from, specifically on the D&D Beyond Twitter, um, some of them are pretty funny. Okay. This, this is pretty well, all right. There are certainly responses here. Okay, yeah. What? Uh, let me ask you this first. When you first saw this information yeah. as a D&D player, explain to me, explain to us again what you were explaining to me originally about how this would affect, um, like, digital boards. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. So, basically. Yeah, it was um, a long. Win- it, it's a lot. The, give me the, the give us the long and short it. of it. The long and the short of it, uh, the short of it is um, uh, corporations are bad. Uh, Laissez-faire line go up capitalism is bad and doesn't produce better products. Um, and uh, corporate greed is bad. That's that's about it. Those, that's the short of it. The long of it is kind of like this. Um, the current a current executive. I can't remember this dude's name, and honestly, it, his name doesn't fucking matter. But there's one executive in particular at Wizards who has a video game, like a background in mobile games and MMOs. Oh, so this makes sense. Oh, okay. It makes a little bit of sense out of everything, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. He sees like the future of D&D being like uh, like a video game. He wants wants virtual tabletops very much to be the norm. The at the table with your friends with like paper character sheets or using like a D&D Beyond character sheet. He doesn't want that at all. This is a funny thing. I don't know if you guys are aware of this, casually assuming that's going to be a hard no. Um, this guy, who is an executive at Wizards of the Coast, was working on developing an alternative to D&D Beyond, which is a compendium of like a bunch of digital like tools. Oh, wait a minute. I do room. remember reading this now. And this guy was absolutely like like side swipe when Wizards of the Coast is just like, oh, by the way, we bought D&D Beyond. This guy was like, fuck. <laughs> oh, I messed up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this dude hates D&D Beyond so bad. It's kind of like the problem right now with, with D&D um, is I feel kind of analogous to like Netflix's The Witcher a little bit mm. where you have a group of people, the design team for Dungeons and Dragons that work out of Wizards of the Coast, love this game. They respect the players. A lot of people have been like coming out and like whistleblowing on a lot of like things that have been going on internally that are really fucked. Like this thing I'm going to talk about in just a minute about rights and rights holders and stuff. Um, 
they love this game, but the people in charge don't care. It's like Henry Cavill loved The Witcher. Loved The Witcher. Uh, uh, okay, I see where. Loved The Witcher. This dude has a passion for The Witcher source material, and the people who are running the show with The Witcher fucking hate The Witcher. They hate yep. it so much. And their idea for what the thing ought to be is so radically different from what the design team knows the people actually want. And it makes sense that video game people are running this when you consider one of probably the biggest blunders I can think of in video game uh, announcement history was somebody from uh, Blizzard talking about people being unhappy with their games. He says, you know, players think they know what they want, but they don't know what they want. (laughs) They don't know. I mean, there are there are video game publishers that hire psychologists to Mm -hmm. literally study the behavior of gamers and how to exploit that and capitalize that on the most monetarily. So how to treat PTSD from yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, all right. So now that we now now that we all right. So now that we're uh, yeah. Here is um uh the right thing kind of goes like this um. Blizzard, or not Blizzard, Wizards of the fucking Blizzard. Wizards of the Coast has this idea, posted this idea in like the 1.1 version of their OGL or their open gaming license that would basically give them the right to retroactively make all third-party content owned by... valuable. I forgot about that. Yeah. No, no, no. Keep going, Mark. Yeah, we actually didn't mention that, that this applies retroactively now too if they if they were to go through yeah. with this because like i said i do have an update on this situation just so like keep going. youtube like the original language in this like ogl 1.1 was basically something to the effect of retroactively uh content developed using our srd or our system reference document uh which is basically the, the fucking rules to the game um things that are built off of that will be um owned by wizards of the coast retroactively um and this is such a ludicrously bad idea. Oh, yeah. Because, like, on the one hand, they'll be taking, like, people have developed things to make uh, D&D feel a little more inclusive, uh, perhaps. Like, uh, combat wheelchairs is this really fucking cool thing <laughs> that somebody developed. And it's it's honestly, truly one of the, like, a really cool thing. Like, it sounds, like... It sounds, I guess, kind of dumb, a little bit like, like combat wheelchair. What the fuck is that? But then you actually, like, read about it, look at it, and it's like, A wow, that's fucking rad, and a lot of thought of it has been put into this. And B, well, you know, there are people who use wheelchairs play D&D, and if this helps them feel a little more, like, you know, welcome at a table, net positive thing. I got to ask a question. Don't you think the guy in the wheelchair who's doing the creative character at D&D would prefer his guy to, I don't know, walk? Like, (laughs) (laughs) What a great question. Maybe, but I mean, also... Maybe this person wants to like do like a role play that's more grounded in something they know. A big Accurate part of the reason I started playing a bard, in spite of the fact that I fucking hated being, I, <laughs> I tried so hard not to do this. But I was like, I mean, honestly, music is about the only thing. Like, I know music way fucking more than I know anything about Dungeons and Dragons rules at the time. So I was like, yeah. Maybe, maybe I can get away with like more dumb shit if I'm like, oh well, you know, like uh, when you do like a C Phrygian arpeggio, but rule of cool. Rule All of right, cool. well, you know what they say. This guy knows music. It's hard being a bard. This guy fucks. Anyway, it's hard to be the bard. Okay, but, so you know, they would so like there's things like that that then Wizards of the Coast could claim ownership over. But the thing is, there's a lot of third party content available. 
using uh, the D&D 5.0 system reference document. People have made whole Super Mario Brothers third-party like oh hey, that's wait. another great point actually he's bringing up they right can now. claim his music as his bar yeah and even <laughs> oh, then <laughs> like mark actually brings up a great point here let's see how long nintendo or disney allow oh, hasbro to profit off of third-party content using mario or mickey it's my favorite thing there's like- no <laughs> way that it, that doesn't end in multiple lawsuits the dude that's like the I won't say where it is, but there's a place that the three of us went to on a certain date last year uh, where we played lots of video games and we oh, walked oh, okay. in there and we were like, damn, this place is a Nintendo lawyer's wet dream. That's a whole nother level of pirate, like profiting from piracy, like right in front of you. And like, this is just that on the other foot. <laughs> I, mean, I, support, like, I support Nintendo privacy because you can't play some of those games anywhere. Yeah, well, I, well I, we actually have a segment for that later. But anyway, all right. So I just want to talk about the Wizards of the Coast, the backlash. Now, I'm not actually going to read the full statement because that is fucking... You can go look that up for yourself. Um, what I do have here is some highlights uh, from this GameSpot article. So, um, Wizards of the Coast finally responded to the controversy in mid-January. However, its statement covered all the company's basements. Um, it failed to put out the fire, rather the opposite. Um, in a post made on D&D Beyond, Wizards admitted that the draft of OGL was indeed legitimate and that the new draft was motivated by desire to support content creators and designer rather than, quote, major corporations, an apparent reference to Pezo. So, uh, or, yeah, that's the that's their competitor. So then... The statement also pointed to the desire to remove D&D content from, quote, hateful and discriminatory products, unquote, as well as shutting down those attempting to make D&D blockchain games and NFTs. Uh, and while both of these moves are widely supported by existing tabletop community, like everyone was like, OK, reasonable, re- you know, like they were widely seen as a smokescreen for Wizards profit seeking behavior. Now, listen, I I kind of take issue with that because asking the Asking the company not to seek profits at a certain point is kind of weird. It's just being super predatory about it that oh, yeah. I would not. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, it's not is just not cool and destroying the secondary and third economy you have created by having such a um, wide and active community supported by you know literally the free market you allow to exist, which drives all of your shit exactly. Too. Which is the reason why this this um brand has gotten so big i mean even though this was the first tabletop rpg was released in 1974 um it has reclaimed dominance and it grows existentially every year and like year over year growth like it's the most amount of people that played ever was this year and then this year stranger things like (laughs) yeah so um, Dude, they're gonna start taking fucking royalties from Stranger Things. <laughs> so either way, that was well, honestly, their now, yeah. honestly, yeah. Now that was that was their response. Said, how many times did you say Demogorgon um, this season? <laughs> so That's a quarter each time, motherfucker. <laughs> Pay up, oh, bitches. God, so either way, though, oh, that was um, uh, the Wizards of the Coast went further to say that the new OGL will um, not contain any co- uh, controversial provisions of the draft, including. Um, the royalty structure, the back license agreement, or the deauthorization of the previous OGL version. Though this is good news for the RPG community, Wizards went further to say that it and the community, quote, won because it always planned to, quote, solicit the input from the community before 
any update to the OGL, end quote. Uh, it went <laughs> it went further to state that the leaked drafts were an intended part of the review process. A bizarre claim was that the uh, as yeah exactly. It's a bizarre claim uh, as more of a face saving measure on the company's part. And Mark's reaction is exactly how the community reacted. So I mean, listen, on a claim like that, we'll never know because the document got leaked. You know what I mean? Like you can't be like, well, we didn't really mean to do it, but don't say that it's real and you put it in writing and then you were like, we weren't gonna do that. This got out. You just spitball. Yeah, exactly. Like, and listen, if it's one of those things where, like, this was just a document someone typed up to send to somebody, it'd be like, let's go for a round of reviews. What do we think? And this never got close. It, it did get close. And the only reason it didn't get out was because it got out beforehand and they saw what it was going to do to the community. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Somebody like the Henry, one of the Henry Cavills at the company was like, this needs to, the people need to know. Yeah. <laughs> Here's kind of like the thing about. Henry Cavill's all, upset about this too. <laughs> He's definitely he upset. Fucking should be. Damn. Henry Cavill's probably pissed. That dude fucking loves Dandy. Joe, um, I can't think of his last name. He's married to Sofia Vergara. That dude as well, probably pissed. Oh, um, Joe uh, Manganello. Manganello, that's his name. Mm. Um, Deathstroke. Okay, I forgot his last name. What right. handsome man. Um, the so Rock. A big, a big like. Didn't oh, didn't him and play? Didn't him and Vince Vaughn play? No, dude. The Rock did <laughs> that's, whatever. That's why they're not friends anymore. The, the, that's why they're not friends. The Rock did whatever <laughs> this PR team told him to say. All right, yeah. but oh, but uh, so, like, but go ahead, Mark. Like, this thing with like with with all all of this, um, Pat, you had mentioned the thing like asking a corporation not to make money is silly, and yeah, certainly in like an American capitalist system, the line has to go up. The line must infinitely go up, even though infinite growth is you know, unsustainable. But really, this whole problem kind of originated uh, maybe like last year or the year before. Somebody for the like first time ever in like an investor meeting at Hasbro asked about Magic the Gathering and Dungeons and Dragons. Asked about Wizards of the Coast specifically because Hasbro, fucking, you know, toy company. They make My Little Pony toys and they make Transformers and shit. Uh, and it came up in that meeting that Wizards of the Coast, through Magic the Gathering and Dungeons and Dragons, accounts for, I can't remember what the number was. I know what it is. Between 50 and like 80% of Hasbro's total. What? Yeah, it's like two or it's like, I think it's like two and a half billion dollars per year. Jeez. Yeah. And like a billion of that is is D&D alone. That's incredible. This particular investor was saying, now hold on a second. Why the fuck don't we split these companies up? Why don't we keep Hasbro as Hasbro? We make Wizards of the Coast its own thing because it's super profitable. And this way, stockholders will be, have this capacity to make like a shitload more money. But the people in charge of Hasbro, there's like, you know, this is an ego thing at here where it's like, no, we want, we, that's a part of us. We want to keep that. We don't want that to be its own thing and succeed on its own. So that's where a lot of these decisions are coming from is Hasbro really desperately wanting to please the shareholders who tried to do a hostile takeover to make this happen, <laughs> to make Wizards be its own fucking thing. Um, that did not happen, but that's where a lot of this is coming from. Uh, do you guys play Dungeons and Dragons at all? Yeah, I played for a little while. Not too long, but like maybe like a year and change or something like <sighs> yeah. that. I um, yeah. I play uh, Nickelback D&D. So you do. You're, you're only allowed to be DJ. four people. Yeah, it's... Everyone gets to be one Nickelback. It's pretty limited. And then uh, you uh, so, you rise to success and look really bad in your 40s by the end of the game. It's a good to time. My, to my D&D players, have you guys ever personally bought a D&D book? 
No. No, but there was one, and there was like a set one time too. I saw in the city, like a like a box you could buy that gives you like instructions and mm-hmm. shit and little pieces and. Shit. I've uh I have a friend who has like all the subscriptions to um, D and D Beyond. So I basically get most of my resources through being like being a member of his party on D and D Beyond. And that's kind of the big problem that Blizzard has. You mm-hmm. can have a game with up to like seven people. Uh, what fucking the Critical Role people? They run a campaign with eight players, sometimes nine players. One person has the books. One person yep. gives their money to Wizards of the Coast to access that book i have never given a red cent that's not true i bought one book i have barely given a red cent to the dnd beyond website <laughs> because i have a friend who has bought every single one of them and yeah. i am linked in a campaign he was going to run it never happened but i'm still linked to that campaign so i still have access to all of the books mm. and so wizards kind of like looks at that and goes ah, we're missing like we're leaving money on the table yeah, like yeah, that's to, true. We, yeah, we need to get a slice of that pie. This the is shit you would never know from the article. Millions yeah. of yeah. dollars, fucking who else? Whom else is like? Like there are million dollars. <laughs> Whom else trying to develop? <laughs> Bart. There are millions of other like millions of dollars on the table on Kickstarter for people developing content to be used in conjunction with D and D's fifth edition. Wow. And Wizards sees that and they go, "We could get a cut of that." We can get a slice of that pie, but the problem is they absolutely can't. That's not for them. And if they try, if they try to get a slice of that pie or they try to make it so that more people have to buy their stupid fucking books, what's going to end up happening, we've we've seen what happens when Wizards gets too greedy or when whoever owns Dungeons & Dragons at the time gets too greedy and tries to overextend their reach. What happens? Fucking Paizo pops up and they make Pathfinder. Alternate systems yep. come up and yeah. not a fucking soul plays Dungeons and Dragons Fourth Edition. Well, specifically <laughs> because Wizards decided to fuck around and find out. Well, <laughs> in that case, I'm glad that they resolved it, and then it seems that it's not going to go that way. But it looked pretty hairy for a while, and I'm glad that we can get this insight from somebody who actually plays the game. So we're running short well, on time here, we, so we're going to bounce you. One, we're going to cut the comedian. One. Let, let me do one quick last thing. Okay, one okay. Let me say something. Let me say something. I, A, I suspect that like the kind of like leaked draft of OGL 1.1, I fully expect it would have just gone, gone ahead. Right. If, like no one had said anything if it had never come out. Now, now Wizards is trying to backtrack. They released like a thread about like misinformation. Like they said they're not trying to develop uh, AI like Dungeon Masters. They're not trying to put a $30 subscription on D&D Beyond. They're not trying to do all kinds of things. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm skeptical. Like, they explained no one at Wizards is working on AIDMs and then said, we love our human DMs too much, etc., etc., and had a lot to say about that. All they said about the $30 subscription fee is, that's not true. No, and not that. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Look over Corporation's going to corporation, so... All right, Mark. Thanks for the insight. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, of course. Thanks, thanks for, for joining us. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for giving us the insight. That that actually uh, that actually was shit that we I would have never oh, found yeah. out in like the two hours of research I did. So, all right, Mark. Thanks so much, buddy. I'll talk to you later. Hey, have a good show, guys. Oh, You're probably doing thanks, great. Uh, we we He's were we were. Probably. All right. See you, buddy. Bye. <laughs> Catch you later. Okay. 
that actually was useful yeah. information at the end there, especially like all those avenues that they can make money. That's not even a part of the conversation that really, I guess the only, only the community would know about. Yeah. And I mean, like to, to what he was saying, like that's not their money to be had. This, the whole point of the game is for creatives to create. It's all about your imagination where yeah. you can't really compare it to the Nintendo thing. Cause it's like, you're supposed to go and buy their product and use it, but yeah. D and D is about your imagination. So right. you can't um, own somebody's imagination. You can't own imaginations. Man. Not according to Adam Conover, you can't. All right. Anyway, so <laughs> yeah, I oh. agree. I agree. What just happened? That was Adam Conover. <laughs> On here, you're fine. Okay. Uh, all right. So um, <laughs> it was Adam Conover. Speaking <laughs> speaking of corpses, uh, we watched The Last of Us last week. And, as uh, everyone else did. As everyone else did. We have the same things to say as everybody else does. Um, it's hard for us to cover this show because we literally record this. I mean, the last, the next it's episode starts right in a half hour. <laughs> half hour. Um, so it's kind of hard for us to keep up and like doing a, an extra show outside of it to cover the series is not worth it. So we'll just cover it when it's all done and out and everyone's had it. But um, real quick, just spoilers. Everyone here liked it. We all thought it was immaculate, right? Fantastic. Yeah, I, I don't think I, I've ever the, seen a better first episode of TV. The one thing I will say, it, I, don't, I don't know if I'd call it a Immaculate, because while I I did enjoy the opening sequence, not uh, I enjoyed the the doctor in the beginning. Yeah, but all the uh, what's what's Joel's daughter's name? Um, Sarah. 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 I don't feel like we needed all that. You're I, out of your mind. Well, that's, where's what, that's the, literally the start of his character arc. But, no. the ga- but the game did it. When he meets Ellie is the start of his character arc. No. Yes. No, I it isn't. die on this hill. That no. is, that let is, me just, that is let me just get this out. No. Let me just get this out. <laughs> let me just say something. Let me say something. The video game started as Joel gets home and Sarah's asleep on the couch. We didn't need... Drugs. Sarah, we didn't I need Sarah's drugs. whole day and her interacting with the neighbors and the dog. Like... No, the, you. The, the, I feel you like missed, you, you did. missed this. <laughs> I feel like you did need that. No, the, I mean we we saw it in the game without it, and it was like so much tighter. Well, the thing, I don't, I'm not saying it was yeah. bad. I'm just saying it, we didn't need that. The thing you have to understand, like I guess, like is a point that I really liked with the show how they did it is in the game you're playing it. Yeah. So like you can go medium. quick. It's a different medium. That's how you're kind of approaching things. In a you know an actual like TV or longer form format type of things, you can go into shit with it and like introducing the neighbor and then seeing them later what do we talk mm-hmm. about guys we have to let things breathe remember we well, wanted this you, yeah, like if like, this was a disney yeah. plus show we'd be fucked right now but, but their whole thing is like you start with the doctor and you start with all mm-hmm. of that and us have playing the game know the tension through everything oh yeah so just even if it's like a weird you know Masterful. not anything kind of much going on you're just like seeing the day you're just waiting for that shoe to drop. Masterful cinematography too in some scenes. Also, uh, it was flower, contaminated flower, because she oh, doesn't yeah, have the that. cookies. Oh right, right. He's right. on Atkins, which is such a 2003 thing. Do we know that that's um, a fact, or or is that just a theory? Uh, I mean, like I that's the IGN go- did that's the thing. going theory right now. But yeah, I mean, like it's, it's absolutely <laughs> written. Well, that I way. mean, like the the whole that, flower that, thing. Yeah, 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 contaminated flower. Do I forget. We, what, do we think how, that's an actual? I thing I forget that how was the game, intended. how it went in the game. I forget how the spread was. I don't remember. They don't think they oh, ever the spores. addressed it. No, it was. It's the spores. If you breathe in the spores from a dead husk, that's how you get infected. They took out the spores for the for the show, though. There's no spores. No, they took it out for two reasons. Um, one. 
if they tried to add the sections with the spores, it would just be like dark and flashlights. And two, they want to pay Pedro paying, Pascal back in a mask. Pedro Pascal a million dollars per episode. We've already done this before. Case. He wears they a mask in face. Mandalorian. That's who he is. Yeah, we but that's that's face. before he had a name. Disney locked him down before he had a name. HBO, he definitely was like, I'm not wearing a fucking helmet. Yeah, honestly. To be, um, on, to be honest, if if there's really no spores throughout the series, that's disappointing to me. All there, right. There might be. Well, yeah, we'll see. Either way, let's talk about this. So, when The Last of Us came out, this is the conversation I want to have. When The Last of Us came out, there was all of the video game outlets were just presenting this as a normal review, like Last of Us series premiere review, right? And they, like everyone else, you know, said it was amazing. It's great because it genuinely is great. This is the only show I've ever seen the first episode on Rotten Tomatoes where the critics are 99% or 98%. And the, the, they're either way, they're both 99%. Right. Like they are complete, like everybody's on the same page, right? Uh, if you look like, at the Velma reviews. I was about to say, like Velma, we're all. <laughs> we're everybody's all on the same page. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. Who who the fuck? Did you guys know that Shaggy's real name is Norville? That's yeah, his I did. Real, I didn't know that. Norville. That's his, that's his Christian name. Yeah. That's his Christian name. So anyway, there was this idea from that, the book of Norville. So <laughs> okay. Anyway, so anyway, book of Norville. So the thing that I noticed of all the media outside of games journalism that was talking about this, and I brought, I literally brought receipts for you here today, um, was that. The Last of Us finally breaks the video game adaptation curse. And this is not like, here's another one. <laughs> another another one. one. Another one. This sad fuck on YouTube. Oh, Last of Us on. breaks this game. Wait, why is he got a, why is uh, he got a white penis behind him? Uh, that's just the edge of his chair. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> so, uh, can The Last of Us series finally break the video game adaptation curse? Uh, how The Last of Us breaks the curse <laughs> of shit video game adaptation. <laughs> Uh, HBO breaks Hollywood's video game curse. So there is still this running narrative. The only way the, that I think the major trades can spin this is that the 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 way that we we watermark our video game adaptations is is does it quote break the curse? So you're saying it's like a marketing now, thing. What is the curse? Right now, the curse would be that as defined by a lot of these, if you go through these articles, the main two things that they love to point out are the same things we judge every other film by. Um, is Pedro off- Pascal <laughs> in it? Page- can we can see, you his see his face? face? <laughs> is box office and is uh, an audience and critic reception, right? right? Like audience slash critic reception, okay? Now, I remember uh, I had said recently... Um, just as like like maybe a few weeks ago on the show, no, because we weren't here. Sometime last year, I don't know. All the days blend together at some mm-hmm. point. Anyway, um, I had said <laughs> at least that I think that the next Hollywood like adaptation, the next wave that we're riding, is the video game adaptation. Right. Yeah, we were talking. About Remember, that, we were yeah. talking about that, and we were talking about and. You guys were like, well, no, well, what is it? Is it this? I was like, no, well, what does it look like? Is that? And I said, it's like the superhero genre. I said, this would, Last of Us, episode one, was our Iron Man for the MCU. And you asked me, how could I quantify that? And I think I got as close as I'm going to get. 
Did you find articles about Iron Man? No, I didn't. It's, I didn't. it's the comic book curse. <laughs> no, no. The comic did curse. Hollywood so, break the comic book curse? So what I did was I went and I found these these like lists of like the highest grossing films based on movies like worldwide gross and everything, right? Gross. Just how much money they make and like um versus like how they were critically re- recepted but you need only look at the years that these movies came out and how well they were recepted and you can received, see received please over the fucking <laughs> please help me <laughs> um over the fucking timeline right like over like if you started here there's a there's a uh a very, at the beginning it, it we're starts here Mario it, Brothers with Bob yeah, Hoskins and, it start, and it John, start, John Leguizamo it starts here and it goes really it's a flat line for quite a, a quite a long time but, but uh, yeah and just recently <laughs> yeah and you know we get to like you know doom and we flatline a bit for again and then like you know um we get some you know Detective Pikachu and we shoot up and then we flatline again because they put out another shitty doom movie um. But anyway, if you look at this list, as the years go on, the reviews do get better. And, um, I mean, Sonic and Sonic 2, uh, Sonic 2, unfortunately, had the pandemic to, to contend with. So I think that movie got undercut. Like, I always thought that that movie would easily make, like, six, 650 mil, like, worldwide. Shit. Made, like, 400-something. But um, either way, like, even as new as 2021 is the best, highest video game adaptation. What is that? Right? Oh, that's the Sam Richardson one. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, right. so, um, I love Josh then, Rubin. I mean, then you look at like the worldwide takes these box office. These movies are not, these movies are, I, they're not, they're not like necessarily cheap to make, but they're also not summer blockbuster expensive. You know what I mean? These movies are not two fifty mil, 200. I think the, some of the most expensive ones on here might be like one twenty. 130 no and like that's the thing is like look at this like look at these are not insignificant grosses up against something that has like an 80 to 120 million dollar budget i I just want to for a second take apart the 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 financial part of it because to me the the video game curse to me that means less about does it do well in the box office and more is it well do the fans of the franchise get a get a movie that is that honors or at least like pays tribute to the spirit of the game. Yeah, but we have to pay in a, a cash grab. But we have to pay into the idea of that if we look at things and we go, this made no money, so obviously people don't like it. Then if it by that same logic, if something made money, we have to assume that the audience did not like it. I don't subscribe to that. Yeah, well, I don't know why you would. That 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 is literally the one way of logic. If you think of it that way, you have to look at it the There's other way. There's plenty of bad movies that that made money. Yeah, but but in I'm not even talking about the critics in this sense right now. I'm talking about strictly the audience. The critics are not making this movie four hundred and eighty million dollars. Who do worldwide. you know that likes Warcraft? The movie, I mean, not the game. <laughs> well, necessarily in this case the chinese uh well that's fair that's fair uh rampage who do you know that saw and liked rampage tell you what i saw rampage and i liked rampage not a good movie not at all a good movie uh Uh, okay um so sonic well received that's fine Uncharted. uncharted a lot of the fan base didn't like the movie still made more than the entire theatrical run of black adam you're not listening to me 
Take take the money out of it. No, I'm not taking the money out of it because if you assume that if it made no money that people don't like it, then you have to assume if that I'm, when it makes money, people do like I, it. Why do I have to? Why why is that a like natural law of how good a movie is? Because why would you think about it any other way? That's because like cheating. People are stupid and they see. I know that title. I go see movie. Yeah, that doesn't mean like th like they think thought of like the I like The Rock. I go see Black Adam, and it didn't even break four hundred million. Like yeah, well that's true. That's what I'm saying for but, The Rock. Like, so what I'm saying is take. I'm asking for you to do a thought experiment. Mm -hmm. Take the money out of it, just for the sake of argument. Don't fight me on this one. Okay, and look at the titles. And other than the ones that are clearly geared towards children, like take out uh, the Detective Pikachu. Take mm -hmm. out. Uh, Sonic, take out Angry Birds. Mm -hmm. Think about the ones that are like adult, grittier movies, mm -hmm. and find me one that's good on here that that does well. I don't see one. I mean, I feel like you're kind of cherry picking now because the the argument is video game adaptations, right? That's so, fair. But uh, I I think and that's my point though is my point is that you're seeing the pattern though. I, I totally get where like, you're coming and from. And remember how pattern. I said that the, I the golden think... age of superhero movies started with Blade and then you had like a miss like with like X-Men 3 or like Fantastic and... and then you got Spider-Man 2. Mm -hmm. And then that's when I'm but we finally just hit Iron Man for video game adaptations because look at this right here. Steven Spielberg himself in 2015 said that the superhero movie will go the way of the Western. And he goes on to explain exactly why, like, how we needed the Western, what it meant for America, like, all this shit, right? And exactly why audiences were no longer invested in it. And you compile that on top of all of the news that video games will be Hollywood's next great IP war. That And look at this. Look at all of the greenlit titles. Jesus Christ. For, I'm telling you, dude. And look, TV shows, too. Video games are, like, we are, we're on the cusp. There's two things that I want to point out. Number one, I, I, I don't know if you can really attribute it so much to a pattern as we just now live in an age where there's a ton of really great video games with narratives that translate well to film, where 10, 15 years ago, that wasn't really as much. Hold on. Hold I think on. I have an answer for you, though. I want on that. an answer. Yeah. So, I, I think, think about that. Streaming TV, you know? What's that? Streaming television. Okay. Bioshock's a TV show. Last of Us is TV. But, Amazon's but doing the, the, the Rock. I mean, I'm, the Rock doing is, God of War. Like I don't think there was ever a time before now for this to be like you know. So it's like of course I agree with that of too. Of course yeah. we're getting that I mean, now because yeah. there's this rich backlog of great cinematic video games. Um, and then the other <laughs> the other point that I wanted to bring up is superhero movies. They're all pretty much set in the same mold, right? I mean, it's like. Your origin story, and here's the hero fighting a villain every single time, almost every time. Video games, like you can't really. It's not like superhero movies being an analogous to the western. That makes sense because a western is got the same tropes and the same beats and the same character archetypes. The pomp and circumstance is and all there. Yeah, the same way with superheroes. Mm -hmm. Video games, it's not one thing. Video games is everything mm -hmm. in every genre. So it's like it's just to me you can't really draw a line and saying this is going to be the same as that because there's so many different types of stories that you can tell within the video well, game that's category. why i think specifically like streaming television and i would agree with you that we couldn't have it in any other time but now because yeah. of and even then if you look closely you look at video game adaptations on streaming television there isn't a lot however there's two significant ones and it literally gives you an analogy of 
Fantastic Four to Spider-Man 2. You literally have the Halo TV show. They pumped mm. millions of dollars into it. Like, it is the best looking thing you could see on streaming television. Everyone hates it. Same thing with Fantastic Fourism. Like, most expensive movie that year. Fox marketed the shit out of it. The, it sucks. The Chris talk, Evans one? Or the yeah, talking about Chris okay. Evans on. And then uh, Spider-Man 2 comes out the next year, and it's literally one of the best, like, one of the best action movies made at the time. It's to, and, to this day. And... One still one of the best comic Holds movies, up. I think. Yeah, um, and I think that's what you're seeing. Like we're seeing that pattern again. So what's the Spider-Man of the current streaming TV video game genre? <laughs> you're right. This is very specific. <laughs> um, a, lot, a lot of modifiers. Uh, Westworld. That's a game, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, no. right? Westworld. Was. Yeah, Westworld. No. The highly anticipated. Uh, but anyway. I'm not crazy though, right? You guys, no, I, think- I brought. The, I, you see the pat. I got it all right here, folks. All right, like psyop. <laughs> <laughs> they got it. It's a psyop. Mike, what are you gonna say? I just think, yeah, I think streaming television is a good point with it. I think the fact that we now have technology that you can actually make it look good, and it's not like a PS One game. Mm-hmm. Like it looks that way, and I think just like the proliferation of video games, like every mm-hmm. like in youth in with cell phones post covid yeah like everything like the amount of people that play like PUBG or fortnite on their phones is you know you can play those on mobile yeah mobile's free yeah and you can play against like pc players yeah god but all of that like i think just made video games so much more proliferated into the like actual culture like almost in social media i mean Mm -hmm. even streaming services are doing it now you can actually sign on to netflix and you can hit (laughs) The video game and they'll call send action, you. and they'll send you off their platform <laughs> to the Google Play Store. It's wild. What it's a time so to be alive. Fun. Yeah. Crazy. All right. So speaking of video games, I um I uh I put something together for us boys. You know what it is. Uh ladies Mike, and gentlemen. Play the song. Welcome, welcome to this week's uh Guess the Game, everybody. It's a episode of Guess the Game this week. And this week's I guess really the game segment is entitled Potter or Notter, everybody. Okay, give us a round of applause. Whee! So, <laughs> rules of this game here apply as such. I will ask the two gentlemen in this room uh, if this is a Harry Potter game or another um, uh, famous or infamous uh, fantasy title. That is out there based off of the tone deaf review. <laughs> some of these are, you know, easier than others because some of them I was like, they'll never get this unless I find something easy. Some of them I had to change because some of these games go so way back that I had to like, it was hard finding reviews. And then one of them, one of them I had to take because, or one of them, I only got one review, but it's just, it's so on the money that like I I hope you guys find as much humor in it as I did. So you ready to get started? I'm uh, I'm sorry. So this is any Harry Potter game, yeah, versus any fantasy game versus so, the most famous ones. Yeah. So we just okay. Say, so you are you're not you're not picking ones. There's that only I would ten never options. There's only ten options. Five of them are Potters and five of them are Notters. So okay. you say Potter or Notter. So yeah. So all you guys have to do oh, we don't have is to guess, guess if game. it's Potter Potter or Notter. Okay. All right. Yeah. Cool. 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 So. All right, ready? Let's do it. Okay, first up. Huge, empty, open world that is too lazy to explore. I'm tired of the sluggish gameplay from this series. The intro vid was replaced with sketches. No graphic, but frequent freezies. 
I'll put that hat away for later. Freezy? <laughs> I, I was going to say, like, the whole time I was going to say Nodder until you say I put that hat away, and I'm like, sorting hat? Maybe the sorting hat? I thought I thought sorting hat, but I think knowing Pat, it's it's a red herring. I'm going to go with Nodder. All right, let's stick with Nodder. Uh, you are correct, ladies and gentlemen. That is Elden Ring. That's first <laughs> oh, up. Wow. Oh, the hat. Okay. <laughs> Wait, what? Well, oh, I thinking. don't know what. what? <laughs> You know that you know that famous like you know you know me the big Elden Ring guy <laughs> that big hat from Elden Ring you don't remember that oh like the big no 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 the no 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 hat. the fucking Ronnie hat yeah the big <laughs> that was so genuine <laughs> oh my god oh you, you know, know that hat. you know that yeah the hat the hat yeah <laughs> all right so next game. Absolutely appalling game. The pinnacle of style over substance and the most depressing part is how people completely eat it up. Just slap incredible uh, graphics on an interactive movie and everyone will eat it up. And two fingers to gameplay and L two fingers to gameplay and the elements which actually make something a game instead of a movie. That's Potter. Unless it's a red herring, but I think it's a Potter. <sighs> oh, sh I I have no idea. It's good graphics. I don't think there's been a good graphic looking Harry Potter in ever. This doesn't mean anything either way, but I'm just going to say I thought that too and you'd be surprised. Which one which one would you say looks good? I ain't doing that. <laughs> I ain't going there. I I'm going to say I'm going to say I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, defer. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna defer to Nick. Uh, I'm going Potter. Ah, uh, we'll go Potter. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 no, 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 no. We can't do this. Just one thing I want to. All right, give me this one. This is your one. Get a mulligan. Are there any other notable fantasy games you could think of that are based off of a movie? All the Lord of the Rings ones. Okay, well then, <laughs> then I think it's a red herring. Are there any any Are there any uh, uh, um, Lord I'm, of the Rings games that look good? I don't think absolutely. I, I the think Shadow of Mortar. Right, all, yeah, but like, I don't. But I just want to let you know you you're 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 going down the wrong path. All right, then Potter. <laughs> Potter, we're going Potter. We're sticking. Uh, no, but <laughs> <laughs> you fucking. <laughs> You cheated! You 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 ruined me! You ruined me! <laughs> no, what I was saying. Okay, first of all, it's uh, The Witcher Wild Hunt, which doesn't have a movie, but what they're claiming is that it's one of these movie games where yeah, you, that's what they're saying. Oh, it's not with, a like, game of yeah, and yeah. Stuff? Like, gotcha. all right. So uh, no, we next still would have had it if if you do any fuck us. If you do anything other than not take this game seriously, you'll get bored quite easily. But as far as making it a fun at uh with the incredibly cheesy graphics, which they really aren't in parentheses, uh and corny dialogue, you'll be entertained, not thrilled, but entertained. It's definitely a it's, Potter. That's Potter. I uh, do you ever? Yeah, yeah. You ever see? You ever, you ever see the uh, the YouTuber call me Kevin? He plays through some of them, and they, like I watch some of the videos. There's one game where I guess it's like during the um, the the Quidditch World Cup. They're running after the fucking. Uh, the, like the people are being tortured and Harry and the crew are running through the forest 
one of the things you have to do in the in the game is collect birdie bots every favorite beans. beans and oh, run, yeah. you're running through the forest away from basically like wizard nazis and and when you collect the beans ron just goes beans <laughs> beans, beans. <laughs> that's the so corny dialogue definitely potter it's a potter it's harry potter and chamber of secrets all right all right so next up worst game ever 15 fps 720p garbage the boring combat system no dungeons a stamina meter and durability on weapons. Ugh. Oh, I know Graphics are like 10 years out of date. Half of the characters have no voice acting. A developer still stuck in 2001, I guess. I guess I'm going to say Nodder because the dungeons comment. Is this Breath of the Wild? It is. It's a yeah. Nice. <laughs> okay, so these are literally the only reviews I could find on this entry. You ready? Here we go. Yeah. I can't stress enough how ass this is. <laughs> I hope they all get struck by lightning suspension of disbelief aside i hated this i was not prepared for how fake unrealistic and artificial artificial each and every aspect of this story felt if the roles were reversed this would be a horror game this feels like a nodder but i feel like we've had a lot of nodders i think it's I'm, I'm saying potter i think it's some random ass like someone's real mad about this game i'm gonna go with mike Ah, uh, sorry guys. Uh, yeah, that was actually Sleepless in Seattle with Sorry Thanks and Meg Ryan. Can we hear that one again now that I, I want to hear it in context? Yo, there is so many people who thought they were clever and were like, they should have called this Sleeping in Seattle because it's so boring. There was, I don't know what this movie's about, but everybody says this movie would never get made today because Tom Hanks just stalks Meg Ryan for 45 minutes and then she like leaves her boyfriend for him. Like that's pretty much Classic what the movie trope. is. I, I love, I love that. I love a good love, love story, that. a rom-com. You know, we should have, we should have realized when you like stumbled the horror game movie yeah, thing yeah. that it was like, uh, yeah. like oh, that should have been a little, uh, <laughs> little indicator. All right. So yeah, oh, if the rules were re reversed, oh, yeah, I yeah, pay yeah. attention with him. Tricky boy. All right, anyway. Well, you said Potter. No, him. I'm saying he's tricky. I know, and you fell right into his fucking trap. You're damn right I did. I'm saying we got to be I careful. I said Nodder. As far as I'm concerned, I'm I'm batting a thousand. Here. Maybe you should, uh, you know, stand up for yourself more. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have to fight all your battles. You know what I'm so, I can mute you now. <laughs> so, all right. Um, first person shooter. This is a phrase you will think literally all the time. This game can replace wands for assault guns and should be the and should and it should be exactly the same. Sadly, with the need of with the with no need of storytelling and playtime, there is a lot of filler and repetitive battles, plus some minor bugs in my experience. That's Potter. That's a nodder. Um, it's Potter, damn it. I'm saying nodder because he said wands. I think it's a red herring. It's a Potter. God <laughs> fucking damn it. I'm betting it's a, a Potter. It's, it's, that would be great, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows Part 1, which is apparently, according to Metacritic, the the worst rated Harry Potter video really? game. Yeah, so it has a 37%. No, it's a third-person shooter. This person's just a moron. Um, I looked it up. Fault, it's then. not That is not a first-person shooter. It's not, not my fault. It's not my fault. Um, all right, so then we have... <clears throat> Now with a million percent more paid DLC, first horse armor and now this, greedy company is greedy. I wouldn't buy another version of this game from them if they paid me to take it. Nodder. It's a nodder. It's a nodder because it's the Elder Scrolls Yes, yeah, so I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's Skyrim, baby. All right. 
a big request to the developers, if they still remain, <laughs> to make a Russian <laughs> translation of this game. Text and voiceover, That's, please. sounds like a curse. I really like the game, but it's very uncomfortable to play without Russian translation. I hate the American voices. American Wait, voices? Have you seen... <laughs> There's this guy that's constantly, like, reviewing. This is what this reminds me of. He's constantly, like, adding and, like, putting in bug notes for, like, Overwatch <laughs> and, like, Fortnite. Yeah, yeah like, I do know why about can't, this Why can't, why, like, why, why are they wearing shoes? Like, you know, this kind of outfit, this character shouldn't be wearing shoes. We should be able to see their feet. This is unrealistic. And they just keep going off on, like, multiple things with this because they just want to see some animated feet. This is some weird <laughs> Russian thing. Like, <laughs> I thought you were you were saying like they were like the guy who was watching the fucking like the what the you know, the golf open and he was like you're using fake <laughs> yeah, bird sounds yeah. like those oh. those birds aren't native to this region. <laughs> they just want to see feet. No, he's yeah he's like he's like they're in like a beach. <laughs> those are costume. not real birds. <laughs> he's in a beach costume. You're like they're in a beach costume. Why are they wearing shoes? This is wrong. Okay, so Potter and Otter. I forgot what we. <laughs> yeah, I forgot what we were saying. Uh, a big request to the developers if they still remain. Oh, uh, I'm gonna say Nader. He just said ask. He, he wants it in Russian, and he said American voices. So I'm gonna say the they would have English accents. I mean, so I think he's ignorant. It's Potter. I'm sticking with my my answer. All right, it's a Potter. Yeah, let's it's go. Harry Potter and Quidditch World Cup. I had that game. It was horrible. Yes, it is. It's but so maybe if you had it with Russian translation, <laughs> the Gordon. I can't do a Russian. <laughs> <laughs> the Gordon. I was gonna say the Golden Snitch, but the like... Gordon. <laughs> All I can think of is screaming, "Damn, motherland!" <laughs> All right. All right. Last one, they boys. Wanna... You ready? Here we go. Oh no, wait. I got two more. Oh. Um. Oh, that's right. I took a screenshot of this one because I absolutely could not believe that this was, these were the only two reviews I could get. And obviously it's a Harry Potter game, but here's what we got. It sucks. Harry Potter is evil and nobody should read the book, watch the movie or play the game. JK Rowling needs to go to church. So does anybody who likes this. Boy, did that age poorly. Um, <laughs> Zero out of five users found this helpful. This, and then here we go. Here, here, Ready for the opposite end of the spectrum? This game isn't that good, but I still think it's okay. I'm just a kid, and I think it's very, <laughs> very easy to complete. It took me exactly six hours and 23 minutes to finish it. That's short, but still, the graphics are awesome, and the music is cool, too. I would recommend this game to kids between the ages of... Four and twelve. This kid's I have a model. I, I want you basement. guys to know that this is the most obvious form of entrapment I have ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. Okay, this is literally the episode of South Park where Carver's trying to find new friends. Oh, old men, uh, men seeking young boys. I'm a young boy. Damn it! Why do all my friends keep getting arrested by the FBI? Well, it's here. It's on a. Uh, it's it's on a, a Metacritic forum. J.K. So, Rowling needs to go to church. Potter or Notter? It's a Potter. Potter. Which uh, which game go. was it? It's the Sorcerer's Stone. I was sleepless in Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> that was the actual All movie, right. Harry Potter. <laughs> Last one. Ready? Oh, there's another. It's, one more. There's ten. So. I, I, sorry, I wasn't keeping count. I was keeping count. I mean, apparently you're bad at thousands, so. Well, more no, I got that you one. You figured you want to hold those doubloons close. Uh, now I'm betting 900. Okay. <laughs> so, um... All the positive reviews for this game make me lose hope in humidity. Humidity. Um, yeah, humidity. <laughs> this was a very bad game. By no means was God. The story was awful. 
And the God and evil aspect was very poorly implemented. The reason it sold as massively as it did was due to the insanely overhyped advertisement campaigns by the studios. The game did not in any way live up to the single one of its boasted features. Potter and Otter. I, f- I lost count. Also, the sleepless in Seattle thing kind of throws <laughs> off the math. That's fair. Um, what do you mean? No, it doesn't. It's a Notter. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Right, 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 right. I feel uh, like I feel like we've done five nodders, so but that doesn't this review doesn't feel like a potter. What's the god thing? There's like I have no well, it idea. It said it said good and evil, but it was misspelled to god and evil. Oh, okay. It's a potter then. Nicholas. I'm just gonna go nodder. I'm very disappointed in you, Mike. It is a nodder because it's Fable. <laughs> it's oh, a review it's for Fable. that straight fucking forehead with the good and evil? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I was like, come on, man. Like, if anyone was going to get that in here, I thought it would be you. I yeah. Just, I, it's fine. It's me. I said Fable, it's me. too. So when, when we were, like, talking about this segment, I was like, yeah, grab things from Lord of the so Rings, I from think Fable, you're from seven, he's nine. Uh, yeah, I did not do well. So he wins. All right, Nick. I'm rubber. You're glue. You're uh thank you. You're um you're um what's it called? Champion. Genius is showing. Oh, your a... your prize is to uh just put that candle out with just your palm, just right over it. Just... No thanks. But it's I... your prize, Nick. <laughs> I think I'll pass. Well, if you don't do it, you got to pay the taxes on it. So what's it gonna be? What's it gonna be, Nick? It's the game show tax loophole, everyone. All right. Um. So that being said, no, no. Clip of the week. Clip of the week. Before we actually go into Clip of the Week in earnest, I did want to bring up, I figured out what the, the only Harry Potter game that I've ever played. Okay. It was Lego Creator Harry Potter. <laughs> and it was basically, you build the world of, like, uh, I, it was just, just the first uh, the first movie. Yeah. But you build it out of Legos. Mm-hmm. And I remember the UI just being so incredibly difficult. I don't know if it was really that difficult or if I was just really young. But I couldn't get past the point of making the Hogwarts Express to get to Hogwarts. Oh, boy, you did not get far. That was, <laughs> I, that, I was like, it's impossible. This game is fucking impossible. Yeah, I remember games being like, I remember I go back and I think of games that are like, damn, the game is really hard. But then it's like, no, I was just stupid. I was just, no, I was, <laughs> yeah, just a dumb just a kid. Dumb, dumb kid. idiot. All right, so um, uh, I found this on... Um, I forget where I found the act, what I'm about to show you. TikTok? Um, well, it is a TikTok, no. but as you can see, it's a screen capture of somebody's iPhone oh, okay. 14 as well. But So this is the Dave Feldposh. I think it's Dave Feldposh, right? I am what I am, and I do what I do. If you don't like that, then it is what it is. Sound logic. Socrates. Um, David is really talented. David makes fucking wooden sculptures. Squirrels. Okay. Of squirrels. That's not a squirrel. And also, like, workman's comp is important as fuck. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag amputee. (laughs) Did you see hashtag amputee? (laughs) What? God. 
It caught. It was. It was very shocking when I first saw it as too. Oh my! He was so calm. He was in the most Bro, amount of shock. That possible. is somebody in shock who was like, "I need to make a TikTok." Like squirrels. squirrels. Okay. Call me you, crazy. You, you led this in great. <laughs> I feel there's something going on in this world. Well, got a good excuse for fucking not showing up. Oh, I like how the driver's just laying on the horn. Like, so that's not blood. That's the part of the um, that's part of his um like jacket mesh. Yeah, his like no, not his uh, what is the plaid the plaid underneath shirt or whatever. Um, and that's a tourniquet that he has there. Oh, oh the seatbelt. Yeah. Well, no, that's a belt, and his friend is holding it for him. I like that. There's as they rush him blood. to the emergency room. Oh, um, well. you know. Oh my god. He's making sure he's getting his tunes in, though. Yeah, you know? my guy. That this was the this came out on the day that the episode of Joe Rogan came out with Dave Portnoy, and my guy was not missing that, <laughs> even for his friend's arm getting cut off. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Well, got a good excuse for fucking not showing up to work today. And I like how he's like, yeah, yeah, I finally got an excuse to not have to go to work, everybody. I, I no, lost no. my fucking arm off. No, no, no. That's You're misinterpreting that. He hasn't been showing up to work. And then this is finally the time where he has a good excuse for not showing up. Oh, you're he right. Yeah, has I a good that up. Yeah, yeah, no, you're absolutely correct. Like, I they can't say up. shit now. Yeah, my boss is going to he's gonna eat his own fucking words when he sees and see this. see Jerry give me the business when he sees this, huh? He sees that stump. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, I don't have an update on that guy. So, um, Well, he probably doesn't have an arm still. Yeah. But um, he's much bigger on TikTok than he's ever yeah, been. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Actually, he's physically less let's, of a um, person. I will, you know what? Let me just pull up and see. What was his name? Where he is uh the david uh dave fast punch feld feld punch hold on i'll, I'll pull up the video ch or something david uh-huh let me pull it up oh yeah here we go is this is that the dave you're just playing the video again <laughs> no that's literally his hit that oh okay i'm saying so you can feld read push. it like you can literally do this look at that oh are you trying to see if he's posted an update? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know it. Oh, he has. He has posted an update. It looks like he's alive. Well, Oh, he's a guitar player. Not, not anymore. anymore. Not anymore. Sure ain't anymore, guys. Not anymore. Oh, man. Ooh. Yeah, he confirms that he was in shock. No shit. <laughs> uh, let's see. Does he, see, does he have... Oh, I ain't gonna believe this shit. What? Went into the fucking gas station... They fucking got some food and shit. They gave me a five finger disc. Okay. Bro, y'all. All right, all right. He's alive. Was that a stump or was that a reattached? I'm pulling it up right now. They gave me a five finger disc. That's a stump. That's a stump, dude. That's a stump. That looks like a ribeye steak. Let's see. Man, ain't that a fucking bitch? I was driving through Jonesville and there's all the bars coming on. So. I'm sitting there driving, fucking, I can ride my bike with no handlebars, no handlebars, no handlebars. I mean, at least he's got a good attitude about it, you know? Dude, he's cashing in on TikTok. Yeah, right? <laughs> that one where it goes, every time Sounds like Matthew McConaughey. Building, everybody's hands go up, and they say yeah. I thought it said they stay there. Yeah, they, it's, they say yeah, they stay there. Oh. They say oh, yeah, up, down, up, down, up, down. A B A B left right. All I do is win. This is just people in his comments. Being Did he like, get hit in the head too? I just gotta ask. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, you saw the quality of his work prior to his. 
hand being amputated. It's certainly one way to put it. The quality of his work. The way I'm putting call it. Crazy, call me whatever you Bad maid. Bed made. Bed made. Bed made. Alright, well, well I'm glad you, he's thank alive. You to Dave for giving Isn't us he a laugh. Something that I've been working on today. I'm not on where I should go with it. Busting my ass just to make and dine. This prior to his Monday to Friday. <laughs> this is this he still has two hands. That's, this that was my Cause that's his pick hand if you you know. Yes, right. You could, you could, yeah, you got a stump. You can play the guitar if it's your left hand. Fucking DMS, D- yeah, DMAC, yeah. <laughs> fucking his, dude, the whole fucking system is going to come down on us, all right? His record label is not fucking around, all right? They can't, Damn. they can't afford to. Dude, this guy has 26,000 followers, no profile picture. All it that took was amazing. for him to chop he his also, arm off. He also Did dropped actually, his well, fucking cash app, Nick. <laughs> well, Pat, looking, we can figure out how to grow this shit. Go, go back into the original video and look at the video, or you could pull it up here. Look at the view count on the earlier videos to when he chopped yeah, his yeah. arm off. Well, that's what they I'm saying. Skyrocket. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying is that, like, you see, you have, like, 1,800. This one got 10K for, you know. So I don't, I don't know if that's drip from, like, people like us coming to check them out but even if you go farther back nick here's like a couple thousand couple thousand couple thousand so i right, now go uh, back up to the top right here though this is where yeah. this is where no, he's pulling 100 k 250 000. yeah like and then i i the video got taken down so squirrels, squirrels. okay call me oh uh, does it not give us the fucking view count oh uh, what does that say 4.3 million before Jesus. i got taken down so TikTok took me down at 4.3 million. <laughs> 4.3 million. Damn. This was a good crazy. one. Crazy. Yeah. Good find. Yeah, I saw this and I was just like, hmm. Yeah. Her. Fuck whatever Nick's got. It's yeah. not as good as this. Yeah, yeah no, this. it won't be. <laughs> it ain't this. Well, and that's what everybody says about our podcast. It ain't this. It ain't this. It ain't it. Anyway, um, anything else? Anything else we got to cover? No. We're. I'm going to we- check the calendar for next week real quick. Ooh, what's going to be next week? That was the only thing I didn't pull up. I think we got another game night now. No, I, something's coming out. Because oh, ha- I, I totally happy, missed... Happy Lunar New Year. Yeah. Oh, Happy, happy Lunar, Lunar New, New Year, Year to everybody who celebrates the Lunar the moon. New Year. The moon, yeah. You know? The moon. That thing that's made out of cheese. Um. Oh, it is another game night. Tell so we'll be back with... Oh, more Harry Potter content. Potter or Notter Part 2. Potter or Notter Part 2. Oh, well, hold on. The other thing... Um. What came out this weekend that we missed? Uh, there was a movie that came out. Oh, two. Missing. Missing came out. You guys ever see that movie Searching? You ever hear about this nope. one? With John with John Howe in it from Harold and Kumar? Nope. He plays the John, da- uh he plays the dad. John Cho? Is that how you say his name? I don't think it's Howe. Isn't it C H A O? Nope. I have no idea. I think it- Missing? I'll pull it up. All right, anyway. Uh, it's the sequel to that. The first one was really good. It's one of those movies that's made on the screen of a of a laptop. You know what John I mean? Cho. Every everything is through fucking FaceTime and shit. Oh, okay. it's like unfriended and everything. Yeah, it's like it's exactly like yeah. that. However, oh, they made one. Yes. They made one called Searching, and it was actually really good. I, I watched it with Joe and Danny actually a couple years ago. Um, they made the sequel to it, and it came out this weekend, and it's got good reviews as well. I um I did not see the first one in theaters, so I did not think we would cover it on this however now that it got good reviews i will check it out when it comes to i don't need to go look at a home box office like i get it like the fucking i get it the editing's got to be crazy to pull that off you know what i mean the only thing that i'm looking forward to it came out 
uh, it got a lot of buzz on TikTok. Uh, and it, it was a, um, a film festival movie. And uh, then it, it got leaked and blew up on, on uh, TikTok. And it wound up going from small indie theater release to a wider theater release. It's called Skinamarink. Oh, dude. Oh, I, that you one. Can't, you can't force me to watch that movie. I'm going to watch it. I'm yeah, not going to. You're going to hate it. Why? I I I will not watch it because I refuse to give my time to that movie. However, I did read the exact plot breakdown, and I was like, I I'm glad that I didn't because I would hate this even. Alexis more. watched. The, I hate the idea. The of short it too. film like uh, that's it based on right. Like, yeah, and she thought it was really good. So uh, I've heard. Now that's the thing. I've heard the short is really good. I've heard the movie itself is extremely divisive. And if you go and you look at this is one of those movies that they're like, they made it for 15 grand and it got a theatrical release. Everyone go support this, right? It's not like Terrifier, though. It's not like X, though. Well, this, you have to know what you're is, going into. Well, that's the thing. It's is that, ethereal horror. Right. But they're selling it as something else. Go watch any of the trailers for that. They are they are absolutely selling house. it. as Yeah, exactly. So In this house. And, uh, In this I've, home. Uh, when are you gonna watch the trailer? When are you gonna watch it? I haven't. Eventually. Well, I'll sh- after the we after we Eventually. finish, I'll show you. Cool. If you all right, I will. I will put I that candle. I will out watch. With my bare I will watch Skinamarink. But the thing is, is like I don't want to watch. Not, I didn't ask you. To I don't want to watch two to three minute fucking cuts of just a dark wall that like people literally say they should have had a fast button. Fast That's forward fast button floating. in the theater because there's literally 90 second shots sometimes of just a wall and there's nothing there. Art. And it's just like, yeah, exactly. Art. It comes off like, isn't this playing with your imagination? And a lot of people are like, no, it's a fucking wall and nothing's happening. Like, and this isn't one of those like e- elevated horror, like, what are the, like, that everyone's like, oh no, this is really good. You have to check this out. This really is like hereditary or midsummer. Like, I don't so think it's very divisive. It's not one way or it, well, it is one way or the I think other. That's an even more of a reason to watch it. No, I'm not. There's no fucking way. I'm not doing <laughs> Mike that. and no. I are going to watch it. All right. All right. Uh, see you next week, everyone. Yep. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Bye, everyone.